Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Pastor Jay North, and I'm here with... Hi, everybody. I'm Marcia Burton. Yes, one of our talented, talented, I guess we'd say young adults, adults, what do you, however you want to call it, but we are here on what we call What's Next. And Marcia, what, what's this podcast going to be all about? So this podcast is a little different from the other ones. This podcast is about social justice issues about politics about the law about current events we want to keep you abreast and we just want to have a little talk about what's going on and see what's next yeah 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 so um i'll be more of a just kind of ask a question marcia has the technical um knowledge and information you know i'm just very opinionated uh, you know what I mean? I, I have a little uh, biblical astuteness, but, uh, you know, and then I watch the news. <laughs> so uh, that's where I, I, I get my information. But Marcia can give us kind of some of the background stuff. But today, listen, we wanted to dive in. You know, everybody saw what was happening on Wednesday at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Um, I think we, we all saw what caused that um, what we would call, I call a riot, domestic terrorism. Um, listen, we're not going to sugarcoat it. It That's what it was. Right. And it was um, spurned on. It was incited by the current president of the United States yes. in a speech that morning, I guess. But there had to be some information going out prior for people to be there. Right. For the speech. It's funny you mentioned that because I was having the conversation um, earlier this morning with somebody and they were like, there had to be some behind closed doors meeting. Yes. Um, yes. Prior to planning. Yes. That this was going to happen. And the more information that's coming out, the more we see that that more than likely is true. Yeah. Right. Um, really. This stems back all the way from election night. Okay. On okay. November 3rd, okay. After, um, well, even a little after that, beyond election night, when they were projecting, right? Right. That um, President elect Joe Biden would win. Right. Fast forward a few weeks later, then it was declared he won the popular vote. Right. And he more than likely was going to win the electoral vote, yeah. right? Yep, yep, um, yep. But during this entire last couple of months, President Trump has been spouting rhetoric yeah, man. of voter fraud and suppression. Mercy. I mean, this man has filed over 100 lawsuits yeah. across the country for voter fraud. I mean, it was so bad, they made Georgia recount their votes three times right right wow wow now 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 what was crazy to me was that even before the election the president was like if i don't win it's rigged if i if i don't win something happens so you know the the the, the leader of what we would call the free world mm -hmm. is now you know spouting off this type of stuff even prior to you know, just tainting the whole process, right? Right, right. Which, 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 which is foul. Which is, which is straight up foul. So, so fast forward. Uh, they had to have some, like you said, they had to have some kind of uh, powwow, something to get all these folk to come, mm -hmm. be there, be ready for that morning, and then, and then we, 
Then we watch what transpired. Marcy, what ha- what was going through your mind when you were watching this live? Um, it was I, I was boiling, honestly. You yeah. Know, being a part of the legal profession, we literally go to school. Yeah. Right. To study the law. Yeah. Our country was founded on law right. by attorneys. So it's like I was boiling because it was a blatant disrespect mm. of mm. the law. Right. The same body of writing yeah. that even got you elected in the first place. You're telling people to basically undermine disrespect. You know, and then what makes it even worse, Uh and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more, Okay. but it just shows the division, right? Right. right. In the quote-unquote United States of America. (laughs) Right, right. Because not only was it a blatant disrespect to the Constitution, um, it also was a blatant disrespect to... to, That's when I started talking about um, other races. Oh, okay. All right. So we are. So I'm wondering if I can turn that thing. I can see the screen. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to do Charge the thing. <laughs> Madness. Is it recording? It is. It is. You know, we got to go through and edit oh, yeah. this part out. Um, so I, I, I need to go ahead and start. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but also, it was blatant disrespect to other um, ethnicities and races in America, right? Right we saw that there was a stark difference between this particular quote-unquote protest as we now know as a riot and the Black Lives Matter movement this summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, And what's interesting is how people considered, um, well, I should say people were upset because the MAGA protest was called rioting right but the black lives matter protest was actually called a protest and i find it funny because in essence the black lives matter protest was a protest right absolutely they were peacefully moving through the streets right whereas the maga people they were at first outside in front of the Capitol, and then all of a sudden they start storming past the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they try knock, to rush in. Yes, <laughs> knock out windows and have weapons. So they became rioters. Right, right. climbing the climbing the wall, busting busting out stuff. We saw the pictures of people in offices taking pictures and and what have you. I mean, one person even asked, "Where was the coffee?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, listen, I saw this video. This lady it was it was it was it was comedic but it was sad at the same time so apparently she did get sprayed with some type of you know initially i guess they were trying to hold them off you know because i mean listen they were grabbing the bars you know those bike those bike racks 
and they were they were rushing the police with the bike racks. The police, I guess, at some point around there, were spraying whatever. This chick from Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, got sprayed, and so she's on video, and they're like, "Man, what happened?" She's like, "Oh, they sprayed me with with mace. They sprayed with the mace." And and he was like, "Well, what what were you doing?" She was like, "We were we were storming the Capitol building," and he was like, "So he was like, well, why why are you doing that?" She says, "Because this is a revolution." You know, and I'm saying to myself, man, what these folk are, they have drunk the whole entire bottle of, of Kool-Aid. So, so let me ask you in terms of, you know, what happened this summer and what happens on, on, on yesterday, how would you, you know, how, how would you tell other young people you know, how, how do they need to feel right now? And what do they do with that? That's that's a very tough question. I mean, it's really hard. It's very disheartening um, because, you know, our country is founded upon unity. Right. And liberty and peace and freedom. And what occurred yesterday was a prime example of how we, the people, that's a part of the constitutional preamble, okay, did not happen. Um, one nation under God did not happen. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because we saw during the Black Lives Matters protests that people were being shot at with rubber bullets. Right. They were being sprayed. They yes. were being hosed. They yes. were being beaten yes. by officers. Uh, some of them were even killed, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then, and, and they were, a lot of them were of other races and ethnicities. Right. Then we tr- um, fast forward until... Uh, the other day's event yeah. and we see a predominantly white crowd right. able to go past protesting and even storm the Capitol and we don't see any rubber bullets. Right, right. We barely see pepper spray, you yeah. know, we don't see holes, we don't see dolls, even some of the tactics they use in the 60s and Absolutely. the 70s. We don't see Absolutely. these things. And so it's kind of like, wow, this country that I live upon that is said is supposed to be one nation under God. Right. That doesn't apply to me because of the way I look. But one thing I want to tell the young people is don't be disheartened. Okay. Right? Okay. This should propel you to be even greater activists. Okay. Because now you seeing that this is a one-sided event and this is when you hit the streets and say what took place was not right. Okay. These people should be arrested. All right. Okay. In charge. I mean, you have four people die. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. In this process. Yeah. And and it's very sad. And so I I I think if anything that young people should now see that their work is not done. Okay. Okay. You know, sometimes when it comes to different tactics, um, you get weary and well doing. Yeah. But I say to them, you know, now you have another reason to hit the streets to say we should be treated equally and okay. fairly when we protest. Gotcha, gotcha. So how do you how do you balance um, your religious beliefs and affiliation with being a black lawyer, a black educated woman? How do you how, and and with everything that's that's going on? domestically and currently with what you know prophetically or what you believe prophetically? So, yes, being a black female legal professional that is a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, 
I believe that my prime number one example is Jesus, right? Because right. Jesus is our advocate, an advocate um, in the court, okay, right? Yeah, with God being the judge, and so he's essentially an attorney, right? And so when I look at the life of Christ, it makes it easier for me to operate in this realm, right? It makes it to where what I do and what I say is for the greater good of the people. Okay. The law okay. was created to uphold order and justice for everybody. Gotcha. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what we're seeing now is that that is not being happening. Right. And so it's my job to be a witness okay. and show the love of Christ and show how we are supposed to operate while we're still on this earth because the word of god says that we're supposed um first supposed to love the lord our god with all our heart yep. soul mind and, yep. Strength, yep. and then love thy neighbor as thyself okay but clearly during these times we see that's not happening right and so that's where it makes it easier now what's interesting prophetically right okay prophetically say oh we're in the last days right right we're on the brinks of the time of trouble. Everybody just run and and hide, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. That's 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 kind of the attitude many take. Yes. Yeah, but then you got to look at the Great Commission. Okay. You know this gospel is not um, the end. Is not going to come until the gospel is preached to everybody. Right. So Correct. that's that calls for active. Certainly, certainly. Right, and then you also have to look at continue look at Matthew and look at when. Um, you know, Jesus comes through the clouds and we, we're standing before the judgment and people are going to say, well, we're professing your name and we did all these good mm, religious mm, things in your mm. name. But did you feed me? Did right. you clothe me? Did you visit me in prison? Gotcha. So even though we're in a critical time in earth history, God has called us to be active. Okay. All right. As well. Okay. So so we must we must continue to, just as Jesus advocates for us, uh, we must continue to advocate for our brothers and our sisters, right? Specifically those who are uh, being unjustly treated, those who are, um, you know, things are happening to them that are not fair. We're, you know, we're supposed to be trying to level the playing field, so to speak, make people's lives better in light of, you know, everything that's, that's, that's taking place. So are you in favor or would you say, hey, go out and peacefully protest um, to these social injustices that are happening specifically amongst people of color? Um, yes. I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with protesting. Okay. Um, but I do want to say that protesting is a tactic. Okay. I do want to make that clear because I think um, the reverse of what you're saying is people feel like if you aren't protesting, then you aren't doing anything to help the cause either. Right. That, that's, that's the perception. So, so, so help me understand, um, you know, protesting as a tactic and then what, and then what else do I need to be doing? Correct. So I always like to look at Martin Luther King okay. and Malcolm X and, um, some other great African-American men who were leaders in movements, right? Okay. okay. And if you notice, especially when you study Dr. King, you see that he used many different tactics to accomplish a common goal. Okay. Not only did were there protests, marches, there were sit-ins. Right. Um, there were uh, church services. There right. were meetings. Boycotts. Boycotts. Okay. Um, so all of these things were different tactics that were 
used to achieve a common goal to mm, desegregate mm, yes, right yes. the south and other places and so here's the thing that we need to do as a people okay we have the tactics and we're doing well in that but we need to have an agenda okay all right all right, right? i keep hearing that word too i keep hearing that and and this is when you have your professionals there are a lot of black educated people okay right, right. And there are people who went to school that studied political science, social sciences. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've learned what it means to be a government, what okay. it means, um, the process of making and creating policies, which will become law. Okay. Um, they've learned the process of how to uh, conduct orderly actions amongst a certain population of people. And okay. so we need these people to have meetings come up with an agenda to present it mm. to our race so that way after the protest when we have the listening ear right, right of the government officials of the millionaires and billionaires and people in charge we yeah. can say all right we protested this is exactly what this, we want this is what we want this this is what we're asking for okay i understand so now let's kind of switch gears from a uh religious um prophetic standpoint even a biblical standpoint um what we're seeing in terms of the erosion of 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 law and order which which is the platform that mm-hmm. um you know they've been announcing this last i don't know 18 months mm-hmm. um you know vice president pence uh president trump you know it's law and order we you know we're not gonna let this country get out of control and this that and third so as we see that that's all turned up on its head. Right. <clears throat> How does that fit into what we believe is going to happen prophetically? I mean, honestly, I think that it's like putting the pieces of a puzzle together. Okay. Right? I believe that what is happening, it's supposed to happen right now. When we look at our Supreme Court, we see that it's predominantly Catholic. Okay. All right. right? Um, when we look at our president-elect... He's Catholic. Okay. Um, We know that when we look at the statue and we read Revelation and Daniel, we know that we're in the foot and and even more specifically the toenails. Correct. Right, of earth history where that that power is going to come and raise up through the lamb-like power. And so you piece that together with what's going on in the earth. Okay. Okay. Um, The polar vortex, it's splitting. There being so many issues with the elements. Right. We look at how the Pope in 2015 said that, you know, we need to give the earth rest. It's not happy with us. And we look at um, President-elect Biden and him wanting to sign the peace accord and go green and greenhouse energy. We see that side. Right. Then we see the wars and rumor war side. You know, we're almost on the brink of a civil war even in (laughs) our own country. In this nation, yeah. So you see that. So you see all of these events that are listed and they're all culminated together because what are we going to have? Chaos and confusion. We already have a world pandemic. That's right. So now this is going to be a great setup to say Mm. we need unity. Peace. We need peace. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. How do we accomplish this? Here comes 
Pope, oh, I'll tell you how to accomplish yeah, this, right? Yeah, okay. We need to come together and have this one world order. Yeah. This, this day of rest. One day. One day. And then that's when we're shifting towards the strict enforcement of mm, Sunday blue laws. Mm. And we're moving towards the end of probation. And then we saw, we already saw that, you know, rightly so, we saw the shutdown when uh, the coronavirus in March, mm-hmm. you know, when it when it when it blew up here in the U.S., mm-hmm. we saw the shutdown of 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 um, employment pl- places of employment, jobs, restaurants, bars, clubs, and even churches. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, many people, you know, weren't excited about even the closing of churches. We understand from a from a health perspective, some right. things need to be happening, but we saw how quickly. That had we saw how quickly that stuff shut down, mm-hmm. and how quickly people kind of got in line, mm-hmm. and so I guess you know we're 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 we've seen that it can happen just that fast, right? And I mean, and, and even Ellen G. White and other prophets warned that you know we need to flee from the cities and mm, we need to move okay. to the country, and you see why? Yeah, like you said, the cities were the first people to shut down. Yeah, and when they were on lockdown, and some of them are even going back to the lockdown, they literally couldn't go anywhere. That's right. That's and right. So you can kind of see these things playing out. I'll even take it a step further than that. Okay. With the events that happened at the Capitol. Um, even after Jesus has come, you know, and then there's going to be try to be this quote unquote overthrow. Right. I could see in my head the same overthrow. <laughs> the same attempt. Right. Yeah. Attempt yeah. To overthrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Government. Right. Right. The new Jerusalem, the city, man. They go try to they gonna try to take it. There's gonna be that lady out there. They maced me. They maced. She gonna get maced with with fire this time. Lord help us. <laughs> But uh, I get it. I get it. I get it. So, so listen, man, and, and we gotta we gotta end this here. But um, blacks and then politics in America for Seventh Day Adventists. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Adventists in America have been discouraged, uh, and I I, don't, I know I have, and mm-hmm. I grew up in a very predominantly I grew up in a predominantly very conser- ultra conservative Midwest state. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, anything to do with politics is, you know, completely forbidden almost. Right. But, you know, I heard a, a gentleman the other night on this uh, program, and he was advocating, a Seventh-day Adventist attorney, and he was advocating for Adventists to get involved, engaged in their local political races and, and run and run for offices, city, yes. state, county, whatever the case would be. What's your take on that? I agree 100%. I believe that God needs us to be in position for such a time as this. Mm, That's okay. why we've had the training. That's why we've um, received the education. That's okay. why we've gained the experience because he sets up kings and kingdoms and he takes them down. Okay. He wants us to be in position. He wants us to know our rights. He wants us to advocate, right? Yeah. Because the gospel still has to be preached. People still need to know about him. He wants to save God wants to save as many people as he can. Yeah. So I believe 100% that it's nothing wrong with um, seven-day Adventists participating in politics, running for office, okay. holding office. Because these people, we need to have our own in control. I mean, the Jews do it, yeah. right? Yeah. The Catholics do it. Yeah. The Lutherans do it. The Muslims do it. I mean, yeah. I can go down the yeah. list the of... Ba- Baptists, the Baptists do it. <laughs> yeah. I can go down the list of the different yeah. uh, religious groups that make sure, yeah. right, 
their, their people are, are represented. In. Are yeah, absolutely. So why 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 should we be different? Mm, but and, wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't that make us have to choose? Uh, you know, very few people win independently. Wouldn't that make us have to choose uh, a side as it relates to Republican or Democrat? Very interesting point, and the short answer to that is no, not okay. necessarily. Okay. Um, because we got to look back at the Bible. Okay. If we be real. Yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Okay. You know. Daniel, um, three Hebrew boys. Yeah, I mean, high, high. High office. Esther was queen. Yeah. I mean, Deborah was a judge over everybody. So the, so I don't think that we have to, quote, unquote, uh, bow down to our beliefs or pocket okay. what we believe should happen in order to be in position. Okay. So 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 we don't have to compromise Mm-mm. anything to to run for these. And then, and then we leave it in God's hands. Correct. You know, if God wants us, you know what I'm saying? If he wants us to stand firm in, in that office, you know what I mean? Then God will make sure that that's what happens. But he needs representatives. Yes. I have personally mentors who are seven-day Adventists, mm-hmm. who are judges. Come on. Who are politicians and yes. they're in high places. Yes. Yes. And they have the favor of God on them and on yes. their lives and their families. No harm has come to them. They have not had to compromise in their beliefs. Right. And, and... I'm grateful that they're in those positions because yeah. at least there's some hope, right. right, within these different institutions that were set up. Yeah, and you know what's what's interesting is as I've kind of um, kind of gotten to know different people from different nations of the world, black people in other nations, Adventists, Seventh Day Adventist black people, people mm-hmm. of color, I should say, in other nations. They're the 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 minister of this and the the minister of education and premiers and you know they're they're high ranking officials in their country's government or local city's government. And I'm saying, man, in the U.S., what's up, man? Why are we, you know, why are we not doing nothing? And that goes back to racism, mm. which is a deep rooted yeah issue yeah that we have. Yeah. We were brought over into this country right many years ago. Right. From where we were in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we were brought over, we were beaten. We were told over and over again we were nothing mm, until mm. mentally we would break. Mm, mm. And we have not changed yeah. that rhetoric. Gotcha. Gotcha. Listen, and that's and that's deep, and we we probably go real deep on on yeah. that. Um, but listen, we 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 gonna cut it short. We'll cut it short, righteousness. Uh, but listen, next week we are going to kind of delve into that. You know, where does my Adventism, and when we say Adventism, we we we're, we mean Christian, uh, being a Christian. So where does my Adventism start? And where does my blackness stop? Or where does my blackness start? And my Adventism, you know, how do we merge the two? Can can am I black first and then I'm an Adventist? Or am I Adventist first and am I am I a black person? And then the 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 other issue that we want to delve into the next time is how racism is is even playing out in our denomination. And, and what, listen, we don't want to just leave y'all hanging. We don't want to just be out here pointing out problems. Oh, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. We want to try to come up and say, okay, what can we do 
to make sure that 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 we are adding to the solution to what we see happening within our our church and our church. But listen, man, you've been listening to what's next with Pastor Jay North and the 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 wonderful, the smart, the highly intelligent, our lawyer, our counselor, uh, Marcia Burden, our professor. And we uh, thank you for tuning in today. So check us out next week on What's Next. Yeah, that wasn't, that was, you know, I was supposed to have that for a second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take two. Go ahead.